2: Hello, and welcome to Burnt Cookbook Party, an original Pathfinder campaign set in a unique fantasy world where four heroes of varying skills, attractiveness, and stupidity race against time to prevent a war. I'm Jenna Steber, and I play Astra Blep, a fey addled half-elf oracle who is exactly who she says she is, and I'm joined by...
3: I'm Andrew Hansen, playing Johnny Brightchild, a hot and sunny Ifrit Resort Spa Paladin, eager to help and flex.
4: Caitlin Stadahar playing Patty Hurts, squeak, squeak, a rat folk ranger dandy with a nose for gossip and cheese.
0: Paul Luckemeyer playing Zelf, an elven battle chef carving a name for himself in the high stakes world of magical cooking.
2: And we are, of course, led today and for the rest of all time by our illustrious and dreamy DM and world builder, Justin Green. Justin, I hope you're doing okay today.
5: I'm doing more than okay. Ah! <gasps> I'm coming to you from the future, and I'm still okay.
6: (gasps) Episodes after this. (laughs) (laughs) How fitting.
5: So we ended last session with the necromancer escaping Zelf and Patty. uh, While Astra was trying to overcome a paralytic poison with Johnny's help, she made one successful save. Juna, do you want to make a new attempt to start us off?
2: All right, so I've got advantage. Well, not advantage, because this is Pathfinder.
5: Advantage plus four.
2: But I've got two d20s. Don't Uh, take that one. The first one I rolled was a one. Oh, (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) The second one was an eight, which gives me another 16.
5: 16 (laughs) (laughs) is enough. So 16. prevents the dexterity damage. You've made two successful saves in a row, so you are no longer paralyzed. Thank
2: God. Uh, yeah. Astra will, like, turn over in the mud, so she's, like, on her hands and knees and say, Johnny, how did you know this mud was like miracle mud? <laughs>
3: <laughs> johnny will be like, I remembered the teachings of my master.
2: That's incredible. Astra's gonna fill up a water pouch with this mud that she thinks healed her. <laughs> amazing,
0: amazing. All right. Well, Zelf isn't doing too great, so he's gonna use his cure light wounds ability in the form of a spell. And I know he's a chef, but I really want his magical cooking ability for cure light wounds to be a lifesaver, <laughs> which is a confection. But I'm gonna go with that. This one's lime flavored.
4: Hard <laughs> candy. So I assume that the necromancer has has sucked into the wall enough that I can no longer hit him with my machete, which is very disappointing. (laughs) So I, I'm going to go take a look at the box that he dropped.
5: Inside of it, Patty, you find a variety of items. You find a wand.
2: Ooh.
5: You find a shovel that kind of folds up for easy okay. uh, carrying.
2: For easy grave robbing? Because this is a necromancer.
5: Possibly.
2: It makes me think of like the poop shovels that you take <laughs> hiking, honestly. <laughs>
5: <laughs> you find a, a reversible cloak. Ooh. You find an onyx gem. And then you find like a stack of papers that are kind of held together with a band. Some of them look blank. Some of them have writing on them.
2: Do these papers look magic? Do they look like they maybe have magic on them?
5: If anybody has detect magic uh, or something of that nature, go for it.
2: I actually do believe I have detect magic as an erision. Yeah, I totally have detect magic. I'm going to cast detect magic on these on everything. Actually, <laughs> what here <laughs> is magical? Yeah, one of this is that corpse shovel magic, Justin.
5: (laughs) (laughs) So it looks like in conjunction with detect magic to identify the strength and location of an aura, you're going to make a knowledge arcana check as well, Astra.
2: Looks like I'm not like super well trained in that, but you know, magic's magic, right? Yeah,
5: I feel like you could probably also take ten.
2: Probably not here. Maybe crouching in this mud. (laughs) I'll try it again later.
5: Do any of you have any ideas for your helpless friends out in the grass?
3: Oh, Johnny absolutely is going to start hacking his way towards them, like, with a big sword and, like, He's fire. He's just
5: going to walk right into the grass. <laughs> we all get
3: paralyzed and tearing
0: out.
2: Astra will stop him <laughs> if not possible. First of all... So
0: if we walk into the grass, <laughs> does it reach up and grab us, like, every time?
2: First of all, don't step on the grass. <laughs> We only have so much of this healing mud Our mud covered (laughs) friends Yeah, Aston will lay that out No hold bars, absolutely do not step in the grass I thought it was going to be chill because we killed the corpse flower But this grass is unrelated Does anybody have knowledge landscaping Or uh, landscaping spell Or weed whacker Pesticides Could we do like a lasso Oh, a lasso. I'm thinking like (laughs) roping some cattle, like
4: lasso them and drag them out of the grass.
2: I like that.
4: (laughs) What skill would lasso fall under?
5: You'd have to have exotic proficiency training to use a rope as a lasso, but you could make it untrained to try and lasso somebody.
2: Does anybody have knowledge dungeoneering? I can
0: make it untrained as an investigator.
2: Oh, that's
5: cool.
0: Uh, With my inspiration, I got a 16 on knowledge dungeoneering. What do I know about Paralytic Grass?
5: Yeah, so you know that these are common in dungeons in this area, that they are mindless. They don't themselves feed on humanoids. However, they can paralyze humanoids and draw other carnivorous plants that are beneficial to them, such as the, the Corpsanthemum. So they really just hold the bodies down so that other plants can come in and kind of pollinate them. If you can deal a a good amount of damage to them, they will not attack you. But it would be per, like, patch of grass. Like, as you travel through, you're going to have to keep hitting.
0: If I light a torch and I hold the torch out, is that just going to burn the vines a little bit? Or is it going to ignite a fire that is going to burn our friends?
5: I would say that they will catch on fire rather easily. Um, And how how it spreads (laughs) will roll for that.
3: I like that.
6: (laughs) And he's
4: like, let's go for it. Yeah,
0: that's plan B. (laughs) We've got a machete, which is literally made to cut through undergrowth.
4: (laughs) That's true. I do have a machete. That
0: is its purpose. Uh, Zelf probably has, like, some poultry shears. (laughs) And
3: Johnny's got a giant fuck-off two-handed sword.
2: (laughs) 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 And I've got a heart to... Encourage all of you in all of this weed whacking. I'm going to be over here in the mud, but I trust you guys to do a great job.
5: Someone needs to supervise. So are you guys working together? Or are you each grabbing one person?
4: I think we should work together. I don't want to end up paralyzed in the grass. It's not. Huh.
5: Real-
3: yeah, I think it's too dangerous.
4: <laughs> no, no one will help me. <laughs>
5: So working together, the three of you use your machetes and swords, various objects to cut through the grass and rescue these individuals, pulling them to safety. It takes a bit of time for them to come to. Some of them have been here longer than others.
4: How many people do we have?
5: There are four people in total.
0: Uh, I've got a little bit of heal. Can I make a check to see if anybody is in really bad shape or if we can do any short term treatment?
3: For sure. Johnny would like to assist uh, Zelf in his first aid or assessing of the patients.
0: <laughs> With Johnny's help, that's a 12.
3: I got an 18.
0: Like, as I'm pulling these people out into the mud, like the special healing mud, I'm like... Can, can we take Johnny's instead? He's the party healer. Wow. Zelf! like, that's really great the way you're
3: carrying him, but, like, I don't know if he can breathe yet on his own, so let's not lay him <laughs> on his face. Great. Awesome.
2: Zelf <laughs> laid him face down.
5: He's so lopsided.
2: He's dragging him through the mud
6: face down.
5: You guys are able to identify exactly what the poison has done to these people, who's in the worst condition, who's going to need to actually be carried out of here. Two of them can't speak yet. It's a metagame a bit. You know, their dexterity actually went down to one in there. They're actually (laughs) paralyzed, paralyzed. So they're going to need like actual long-term care to recover.
2: I have Cure Light Wounds, and I have enough spells that I can Ooh. cast it on all four of them. That's not going to do shit for their dexterity, but yeah, that's true. <laughs> it'll, it'll help them feel a little better in the short term.
4: They won't be openly bleeding anymore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: I don't think we found the ring yet. So Zelf wants to look, I guess, with more intent, like make an actual check to see if there's something valuable in here or if one <laughs> of the monsters got the ring
5: and brought it back here. The guy who's wearing the Marth crest mm-hmm. notices what you're doing. They have not been here but for a day. So they come to in a minute or so. And he holds up the Marth signet ring and says is, oh, is this what oh, you've nice. been looking for. Nice. This belongs to my uncle.
6: Oh no, mm. of
0: course we came down to look for you, my friend. Uh. That ring is a nice bonus.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so there's four people. One of them's with the Marth, and he's been here the least. But the other three seem like they've been here relatively longer.
0: Yeah, the fucking guild just crossed their names out. They're yeah, like, Whoa, like for Billy <laughs> well, Billy hasn't come back for two
2: died. weeks. is going to investigate how long these people have been here. Because that does seem fucked up.
3: <laughs> hey, they signed their old harmless agreement, all right? Yeah, like,
2: okay. Join the guild, get killed, <laughs> Johnny. Uh? <Yeah>. like <laughs>
6: Literally Is that what that means? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) To the streets.
2: John, (laughs) the guild abandoned these people down here. They just went missing and they never sent anybody in. You're not curious about what's happening here?
0: Adventuring's a rough business. It is a little suspicious. Like,
3: I feel like (laughs) definitely in a town full of adventurers and people trying to do good, like, it would have been noticed if, like, somebody went missing for, like, two to three
5: weeks.
2: And yet, I'm just saying (laughs) You, you there? You look like you're uh, conscious. How long <laughs> you been down here, kid?
5: Uh, I, I've been here about three days, I think. I, I I've lost track of time. My name. I, people have have come and went for what feels like ages.
2: What was your name? You almost said it, and then you didn't. What's your name?
5: <laughs> I don't have a name for him. <laughs> well, then he's, why
2: did you have Justin? I know. I was gonna come up with something, but
5: then I didn't. He's he's a low level noble from Allatir. How about Sheraton? Sher- oh, yes, like- his name yeah. is Sheraton, like the hotel. That is exactly, <laughs>
3: yes, because <laughs> that was a pin that happened to be in front of us, the first, first <laughs> part you draw of inspiration
2: song. <laughs> from real life. Sheraton, did you come down here with the other people? Are these your friends, or are they just strangers to you?
5: I came down here alone. All of my friends, they came here, they had such a great time, they found Uh, You know, all sorts of interesting treasures. I thought I'd have a great weekend. Just have something to display in my place.
2: Sheridan, do you know what a rube is?
5: (laughs) (laughs) It's a type of precious stone, isn't it?
2: (laughs) Yeah, you're a
0: real ruby. Sheridan, you said that people came and go. Do you remember if they were dressed in black cloaks, maybe chanting vile chants?
5: He says, yes, uh, oh, they there's a man who was wearing a black cloak. He's been looking for old Raskarian graves from from the war. A lot of soldiers died here. Hmm.
2: Well, you're lucky. We're all going to end up plant food someday, but uh, it looks like yours is a little bit further in the future. But uh, promise me you won't come back down into this dungeon, huh?
5: I promise that I will train more. Nice. Before I no, return. Yeah. No. I'll spend more money.
2: Okay, empty out your pockets. No. What's I'll in your pockets kid? I'll spend money on
5: armor up at the guild That's store. That's a solid idea.
2: Give me your wallet.
5: <laughs> you should always try and no. never
2: give up. I'm mugging you. That's going to teach you a lesson.
0: <laughs>
3: what?
2: you being mugged now. <laughs> <out. laughs> armor or a weapon? <laughs>
5: He's got the cheapo cardboard armor. All of his equipment is just really cheap guild shit that he got upstairs. It's the stuff that you guys clocked as, you know, inefficient, like, cheap materials. We gotta shut this guild down, you guys. It's pretty (laughs) worthless.
2: I'm going to strip it off of him, and if he tries to stop me, I'm going to push him into the mud. We all help. (laughs) This is a matter of principle.
4: She doesn't actually want it. She just wants to make him feel bad.
2: I'm going to take it off him, and I'm going to throw it in the weird parasite vines as a reminder (laughs) to him and a warning to anybody else that that's what happens.
0: Join the guild. Get killed. Wait. Listen. We can solve this. We just have to make a sign that says stay off the grass.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Great. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I do that. I'm the one that has paper on them all the time.
0: (laughs) No, what we should actually do is we should just light it on fire while we're here.
2: Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Now that we've gotten everyone (laughs) out, That also works. (laughs) Okay, let's do that. (laughs) Flame!
5: Great, yeah. You set the grass on fire. You watch as it slowly spreads all around this little alcove. Job well done. Um, it's kind of beautiful. This is our first heartwarming moment as a party together.
6: Look what we
2: achieved (laughs) together.
0: Every good adventure ends in a bonfire.
2: um great god yeah is that a smash cut to us dragging these bodies out
0: oh yeah johnny with one over each shoulder itself with a guy face down
4: (laughs) i cannot contribute to carrying bodies so i'm sorry in advance i am small
5: (laughs) one of them is able to walk on his own fairly well oh sure the marth guy one just needs like a shoulder to lean on the other two do need actually carried
2: well that is going to be johnny's responsibility
5: (laughs) (laughs) where do you want to take the injured that you've rescued
2: Presumably the guild has some sort of healing center, right? That, where they charge people a crazy amount of money to heal them after they get out of the dungeon.
0: You'd think so. They actually
5: don't. Due to
3: budget cuts, the guild healing center is for premium
5: members. <laughs> yeah. The guild sells potions of cure light wound. They don't have any healers themselves. Bullshit. <laughs> Wasn't
4: that person I was talking to in the crowd? She was from a hospital, right?
5: Yeah. Um... A large portion of the people who are picketing are from the hospital. St. Spiris.
4: Okay, so I think we should A, find her so I can give her the chunk of flour that I'm carrying around in my tiny backpack, and then also she can help us with healing our new friends.
5: (laughs) Awesome.
2: So you think we should drag these people who were direly injured in the dungeon that they want to shut down out into the mob that wants to shut yes. down this dungeon?
3: Yes, to be props. Yeah, of course.
6: <laughs>
4: Those <laughs> are
2: my people. They need to see the
4: truth. They need to know that they're right.
3: <laughs> hey, uh, I remember something back when the wars happened. The like dungeons were animated by druids to like fight against General Shatterfoot. So, like, maybe we could ask them.
2: A third option that I'm going to put out there is that one of these dudes belongs to the Marth man. And uh, he maybe wants his fella back and maybe can heal them. And then we don't have to get involved in a mob. (laughs) So, what about you? Do you have a fourth option that we can consider?
0: (laughs) I'm covered in mud (laughs) and zombie stuff. I wouldn't mind a bath or a shower or something. Elves <laughs> bathe quite often. It's a matter of hygiene and <laughs> principle. I'll take this Marth fellow back to Duke Marth and we can sort that situation out. The rest of them, I think they should go to the hospital, even if it does inflame the crowd.
2: Yeah, all right. I don't know how much healing druids have, unless they're healing plants, which is kind of the opposite of what we <laughs> want in this situation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love the druid angle, but if you don't know where they are, we shouldn't drag these two people and go look for them.
3: It's just kind of a random thought I had that they might... Anyway, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> oh, Johnny! 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 You don't have to feel Sorry. <laughs> Just because you didn't help
6: <laughs> <laughs> or contribute
2: much to the conversation doesn't mean you should feel bad about speaking up. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're two idiots.
0: This guy is like a 200-year-old veteran.
2: <laughs> Something about hearing somebody using a valley surfer guy voice to talk about the war fucking sends me every time. Yeah.
6: Oh, my God.
5: So as you guys walk out the front door... Of the Adventurer's Guild. Patty, you've got the weekend guy just kind of leaning on your shoulder as you (laughs) stride up.
2: Patty's exactly the right height to be used as like a cane. He's getting escorted. (laughs) Yeah.
5: Behind you, Johnny is carrying the other two just over his shoulders. The crowd is in awe of you. This is kind of like a triumphant return of the person who's championing their cause do you want to say anything to your adoring public?
4: Absolutely.
6: <laughs>
5: so
4: Patty's going to look around the the square. I can only assume we're in a square where everyone is gathered outside the Adventurers Guild, and she's gonna, you know, find a a platform, and she's gonna lean her little injured friend up against the platform. She's gonna scurry up to the top, and she's gonna stand on her little rat tippy toes, and she's gonna say, "My friends."
7: My people, we must stop the exploitation! We must stop the Adventurers'
4: Guild! Look at what they are doing! Look at what they are doing to our brothers! And she's going to gesture down to the injured man. And the crowd loves it. <laughs> they
6: really do.
0: Even though he said it's fine to work the crowd up, the large crowd does make him kind of nervous. So he tries to pick out Duke Marath and give him the... Come over here, gesture The nod of recognition from across the
5: line.
2: Not come hither eyes, but a come hither gesture.
5: <laughs> no, not the Duke.
2: <laughs> Saving that.
5: You lock eyes with the Duke. He knows immediately what that means. He prefers, you know, private interaction anyway, <laughs> away from all of this riffraff. As Patty kind of gives you <laughs> distraction cover uh, for your exit, you you meet the Duke around the side of the Adventurers Guild. The duke, he's kind of flustered in a way that you haven't seen him before. Definitely he's grateful, uh, but he's like, Oh, uh, my nephew, thank the Lord, thank the Lord that you found him. I was so concerned.
0: Oh, good. When he claimed he was your
5: nephew, I didn't know what to make of it. I was very worried about where you had gotten off to, Alec. And and with my ring, perfect. Uh, Great. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Can I make a sense motive check to see if the duke tried to kill him in the (laughs) dungeon? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely.
2: Amazing.
0: Oh, wow. That's a 19 as is. I think I'm going to pump this up. This is my second to last inspiration point for the day. That's a 23
5: total. You don't sense maliciousness from the duke. However, (laughs) you do feel like maybe he thought that he would never see Alec again. and That was okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he wasn't concerned per se like it's almost more uncomfortable for him now that Alec is here Self doesn't usually go out of his way to make interactions like
0: more comfortable for people but he'll go ahead with it this time hoping maybe the Duke will give them more rewards so he'll <gasps> pat Alec on the arm and say why don't you head to the hospital to get checked up on and we'll take care of things here we'll just we'll make it all right go ahead and go
5: yeah Alec nods his thinks. Um, leaving you and the Duke, just the two of you. Zelf will say, Well, it was a little late, but the ring is promised, Your Highness. Uh, of course, I appreciate your services, Zelf. The ward of the chairman, of course, knows his stuff. He gives you 500 gold. the Zelf waits till the Duke turns his back to bite a
0: piece, make sure it's good.
2: It's chocolate!
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> it really is the Duke of Milnar.
2: I think Astra probably wanted to avoid the crowd and so probably stuck around and observed that interaction and oh, yeah. so is gonna sidle up <laughs> to Zelf and say wow it's a nice purse you got there <laughs> <laughs> for the work that our whole group did
0: please it's a man bag <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it's a mighty full man bag indeed <laughs> it is isn't it
5: pat pat pat
2: you know i could take some of that off of you if it's too much of a burden
5: <coughs> duke marth says well i i'm sure this is quite a lot of money for you guys you're all very excited uh bid you do you'll come to my restaurant when it opens right oh my god what's his restaurant Oh, my, my restaurant Marth by the Marth family? Marth by Marth?
2: Marth by Marth, <laughs> obviously. <You
5: know. laughs> We're really going to make a mark on the, the Mjolnir restaurant scene. Oh, of course. I wouldn't miss it for the world.
2: Yeah, put us down as a group of four.
5: I'll send you uh, invitations closer to the date. Gotta love that. <laughs> uh, but before he exits, he says to you, I'm sure I can also count on your discretion on this matter, correct?
0: Hmm. Discretion
5: on what matter, your highness? Uh, You know, it it wouldn't look good for the Marth name, just to know that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Zelf is going to tug on
0: one of his earlobes and wink a couple times and say, Discretion on what matter,
5: (laughs) your highness? Exactly. I like the way that you think, Zelf. (laughs) You got that. The duke winks at you and then he, he wanders off to the crowd.
2: Zoph, so I'm so happy that I got a moment to talk to you, not for any reason, but if you had the opportunity <laughs> to create a three-course meal for some fellow students, is that something you'd be excited about?
0: I have questions.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a yes or no questions? so I don't know what fo- kind of follow-up you could even have.
0: Yes.
2: Excellent. Great. All right. It's a deal.
0: Weren't you just trying to get some of the gold?
2: Uh, yeah, I'll take some of the gold. Thank you. That's so kind of you.
0: All right. Zelf now has a complete picture of what <laughs> <laughs> working with this party is going to be like. Oh,
2: no, <laughs> no, Listen here. I'm, hey. Wait, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> you got a stinky look in your eye, and I don't like that. Because, you know, we're going to have to be working together for a long time. So why don't I make you a deal? You... Present a three-course meal to some fellow students, and I will publish a cookbook on your behalf. How about that? Ooh.
0: I have questions.
2: <laughs> it's a, a yes-or-no bargain. I, what do you? Have? What were questions <laughs> over here? What do you think?
0: Which Which students are these that I'm cooking for? And is this a friendly meal? Or is this a strategy? Because the
2: last <laughs> friendly
0: meal I made was a strategy.
2: Well, it so it's four beforehand and the group and it is a meal not a strategy. Is that is all those all your questions?
0: Do you know if any of them have any what do they call them these days? Uh You know, food allergies?
2: Mm -hmm. I don't think it matters. (laughs) Okay. I'll ask, I'll ask, I'll ask, I'll ask.
0: I'll need to source some local ingredients.
2: Oh, wow, this is a real deal, huh? Listen, I think you can figure it all out, but it sounds like we have a deal. I'm going to publish your cookbook for you as a favor, and then we'll work out the details on royalties and percentages later.
0: I don't accept your deal, (laughs) but I will cook the meal. (laughs)
2: Ah! When is
0: this going to be? I'll have to write out a menu.
2: (laughs) Listen, I'll let you know. Maybe Glorhan died and then we don't have to do this. (laughs) (laughs)
5: that's always true, isn't it? Patty, from up at the top of your post, you see the adoring crowd looking up at you, basking in your glory. It really feels like the good old days again, almost. In fact, like, slightly less people seem to be afraid of you. It's all just love coming your way. It's intoxicating. You do see one frowny face in the crowd. You see the shark man that you saw when you first came to the guild. The one who was in charge of the guild's storefront. The one who's selling all of this cheap merchandise to these nobles that are coming through. He doesn't Mm -hmm. seem pleased.
4: Well, he's being called out. So (laughs) (laughs) he probably is not pleased.
5: (laughs) After you you bask in the glory for a while and you you make your way down from the post, Tahara Warsaw, she comes up to you, uh, thanks you again profusely for your help. She takes the tendril that you got for her.
7: I know firsthand now how the guild is mistreating these poor adventurers, misleading them, sending them into dangerous dungeons with shoddy armor and no training and no skills. You're fighting the good fight, sister. Keep it up. The world is watching.
5: I really appreciate the support of somebody like you, Patty. I don't have a a lot. I'm just a healer in a small town, but I do have this, and she gives you a canvas satchel. She says it's filled with healing equipment that may be useful for you as you continue your adventures. Band aids with cartoon characters (laughs) on them. Yeah,
4: (laughs) wonderful. Is she? Have we dealt with our injured folks, or are they still just hanging out? Still,
5: I'll say like as you started to climb the post, healers came over to kind of help you out. Excellent. They took the two people off of Johnny's shoulders. They made like quick work to get them where they needed to go. They probably had like some makeshift stretchers.
4: He's not just leaning against the podium still.
5: (laughs) Right. No. Somebody. (laughs) Somebody helped out. Tahara says. Also, you look like somebody who has really good taste. I'm just looking at your shoes right now. They're so adorable. Thank you. My husband, Taft's father, he has a store here in Arrow Peak. It's called Warsouls, but instead of S-O-U-L, it's S-O-L-E. Yes. Justin. (laughs) Yes. He's he's a cobbler. You should check it out. I'll, I'll let him know how you helped us, how close you are with Taft, and I'm sure he'd give you discounts on some shoes if you ever wanted gotta get those soles. The
7: only thing I like yeah. better than shoes is discounts on
2: shoes. <laughs> <laughs> that is an icon. <laughs>
0: yeah, so you part ways. Who would know anything about local necromancers? Mm. Because something gives me the feeling that this guy isn't going to be happy that we beat him down and him. <laughs> What? Come on, he's a necromancer. <laughs> he's got to see that coming, right?
4: A blanket statement. There. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's
5: true. Why don't you guys... Either make a knowledge local check or a diplomacy check to kind of gather information around town. Oh, yeah. I'll make a diplomacy check. And I'll do the knowledge local. Astra, if you want to use this time to, again, look at the uh, necromancer's things, you can do that.
2: Oh, yeah, I do. Justin, let me throw this out to you. I have a spell called read magic. Okay. And if this is written papers, that feels like that might be a good option if there is magical inscriptions yeah, yeah. on them
4: somewhat related who wants to carry this folding poop shovel because <laughs> it weighs 12 pounds and it's maxing out old patty over here
3: you could honestly probably stash that in johnny's belongings and he wouldn't even notice you
4: had done guess that. what you're about to get a gift i
0: trying to think of the last 12 pound shovel i used like in real life patty's yeah, just on the side
3: of the road <laughs> just, like, struggling dragging her she's back like, the
6: ground <laughs>
3: Johnny probably did go into the crowds kind of near with Patty rather than like hanging back with uh, Zelf and Astra. Yeah. Just kind of drawn to the murmur of people. you, know, you can easily like find Patty just sort of struggling, <laughs> like pick up the bag or whatever. It's like, hey, how you doing, Patty? The
7: shovel's so heavy.
3: So, Johnny's angle for gathering information about the Necromancer, looking for like old bodies from the Ruscarian Wars and Battle of Arrow Peak. Like, all these other things are sort of going through his head. And he's like, Patty, I think I need a drink. I, like, have this kind of urge to, like, be around people. You kind of, like, vibe with them. Would you, like, hang out with me while I do that?
7: Brother, that sounds like (laughs) an amazing time. Let's find local watering hole. And Taiwan went on.
3: And so, yeah, Johnny is going to go look for old, washed-up military vets, essentially, uh, and is going to talk to them about any shady, seedy things that they might have heard about, or if they have any hatchets they haven't totally buried yet, what with all the stuff going on with New Haven. You know, surprisingly on task and focused, considering how he normally <laughs> is. Awesome. I got a 27 on my diplomacy check. Beautiful.
5: So, with a 27, you are the best Johnny you can be. (laughs) You're just a likable guy. People want to talk to you. They want to spend time with you. You're seen kind of like your aura. You literally glow. It's just a nice warm
3: feeling. I get a plus one to charisma checks while the sun is out. So,
0: (laughs) oh my God, you're day drinking?
6: They went to (laughs) the pub
0: where the only people drinking are the old burned
3: out vets. (laughs) (laughs)
2: And
0: they're like,
3: who's that sunbeam there?
5: (laughs) That's so sweet and so sad. (laughs)
2: Yeah, he's the only non-burned out vet. He's still burning.
5: (laughs) You find a nice park in Arrow Peak that a lot of the vets go hang out at. There's a large statue there of Raquel Winstar literally standing like her foot on top of General Shatterstar who's like at her feet, defeated. Ah. <laughs> hey Patty,
3: so cool story, uh this guy right here, this one in the statue, not General Winstar, who's like, I guess, our teacher now or something, but this guy that she's standing on, he actually doesn't like beer at all. It's just a fun fact. <laughs>
7: So cool, Johnny, but um, I thought we were going to get a drink, not hanging out at the park.
5: <laughs> <laughs> As you guys meet with people and chat with people, <laughs> you find that this necromancer—he only recently showed up in town, but he has not been being very secretive. He's sort of a dramatic individual. <laughs> Flamboyant <laughs> Flampo- 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 necromancer, is so crazy. <laughs> he's just always wearing the cloak, like he's not trying to hide. He's just a goth. The impression that he leaves on people is that he thinks that he's, like, a very powerful caster. Like, he's like, aren't you afraid of me? I'm here to buy some equipment for necromancy. Like, you're like, <laughs> dark,
3: sinister necromancy. Yeah. <laughs>
5: not sly at all so like a lot of people have seen him a lot of people were confused by him that's the general vibe that you're getting from talking to people is there a name associated with this flamboyant necromancer no there is no name he doesn't give a name anywhere that he goes but everybody's like oh yeah i know exactly who you're talking about i mean about. who
4: wouldn't yeah <laughs>
5: Astra, as you are looking through the items that were recovered off of the Necromancer and you are using your read magic spell across all of these papers that are in front of you, interestingly, one of the papers that appears to be blank entirely, it reacts to the spell and it's as if someone is writing on it that's not there. Writing scrolls across it that says password? like, question mark? Ah, <laughs> shit. <laughs>
2: I try, I try the password password. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Necromancy rocks. Nothing happens good or bad. Okay. Among the other items, there's a stack of handwritten letters, and then there's one parchment that looks very official. It has a seal that you recognize, a purple seal. This is a letter from Fanelin Academy, and it's an expulsion letter for one Ansel Farrell for practicing necromantic spells that are forbidden at the academy in your hometown.
2: Yeah. Oh, snap. <laughs> Fucking private school kid, huh?
5: <laughs> Not anymore. Hey.
0: <laughs> are any of the documents his poetry? Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Probably yes, but like <laughs> written in the margins of other things, yep. like just thoughts he has, like something that he thinks is really deep. Like, are any of us really alive? <laughs> We're
0: going to collect those and publish them.
2: <laughs> Excellent. Well, Astra hates him immediately with a very deep fury that she's not willing to investigate, but which I, as her player, know is based on the <laughs> fact that she was not accepted to Phanelan Academy. <laughs> the reasons that she's not going to get into right now but
6: uh, she's
2: just like instantaneously this fucking kid got into the academy and then fucked it up so bad he got expelled. What a fucking shithead. She (laughs) hates him so much. And his poetry sucks. (laughs) She's gonna beat the shit out of this kid if she gets a chance.
0: (laughs) Self, meanwhile... Loves the cut of this guy's jib. He takes the poetry, he reads it out loud in different voices. Alright, I wrote one real quick. Do you want to read it, Paul? Or do you want to...
2: Andrew, I want you to read it, and I want you to read it in the voice that you think Justin should do for a
6: pencil.
3: Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. The dark miasma of our tortured pasts makes us all wear masks in the rain <laughs> that
6: was exactly the voice I was hoping for Amazing.
4: <laughs> like Ansel's sinuses are always bothering
6: him blah, blah, blah. yeah absolutely very yeah. uncomfortable it's life it's from
2: all the grave dirt I'm a necromancer <laughs> oh, my Sinuses. all right well Esther's gonna try to like brute force the password but by doing the most obvious ones but I can't imagine
5: she gets it Astro, the other thing you noticed, that poem (laughs) that Zelf performed (laughs) and and handed back to you after you guys had a good laugh, it's written on one of the letters. And as you have to double-check to make sure, like, is that actually what was written there? (laughs) You see that this letter, it catches your eyes, is signed Glorahan. (gasps) And as you look through all of the letters, you see that these are letters written by Glorahan out of concern for her brother. Where is he? What is he going to do with himself after she leaves home for Shadow End? Is he making bad choices still? Concerned for a sibling.
2: That's right, because I met Glorhan in the first episode, and she was really excited that we were both from Fanland. And I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that now. Do
0: we know Glorhan's last name?
2: it's pharrell (laughs) we do now (laughs) Uh, i'll pass that back to zelf and say oh you know i spoke too soon maybe we don't need that three-course meal after all (laughs) why eat when you can blackmail (laughs)
0: Mm, it's like (laughs) leverage well, I've already started planning the menu, so you'd better schedule a blackmail dinner party. <laughs> right. Customary
2: okay. meal nor
0: blackmailing dinner party.
2: <laughs> yeah, I look over on the back of one of Ansel's letters. You've like, written out the three-course meal and the ingredients.
0: Right?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crossed out, it says blackmail courses. <laughs>
0: I don't know if there's any more that we can learn about this guy, but I did get a 20 on my knowledge local. Can I learn anything more about where he might be holed up or where he might have came from or what he's doing? I don't know.
5: Yeah, so you do find out that he only showed up right before the competition began. He has not been there any amount of time. He seems to have come and gone about the same time as the Shadow students. Most of the places that he seems to have been have just been magic shops, you know, potions, wands. But he hasn't, like, stayed at the inn. Like, he, there's nowhere that he seems to be staying at, like, an official place, you know what I mean? That you can track down. Since you guys have finished up the competition, no one has seen him. He hasn't shown back up at a magic place. He hasn't went to the healers or anything like that. There's no one that has seen him leave the dungeon, I guess.
2: Could still be in that rock. I think that's all we're going to get from these papers for now until I get a password. Are Johnny and Patty shaking some old timers down? patty's being charming yeah patty really just wants to go get a
4: drink (laughs) she feels misled
3: (laughs) so like i you know i'm talking to these old timers and swapping war stories about shatterfoot and all this other stuff but my angle is always to try and figure out what happened to the people who died in the dungeons eventually i'm gonna try and see if there like needs to be funerary rites or something like that for the people who are like the casualties that died in the dungeons if that's been done if and he'll of course be buying patty drinks But he's using Patty also as like, you know, kind of like a means to pry information out of these people since she's so naturally charming and charismatic.
5: And adorable.
3: Yeah, they just want to talk to her and tell her
5: secrets. So, In the 70, 80 years since the war has ended and Resgris has come to be accepted as an ally of Berwin as part of the Triad Nations, there's no disrespect to the soldiers who died during the war in the dungeon, and a lot has been done to give them proper burial rights. The people that could be found, you know, there are a lot of actual graves with markers and, hmm. and things like that in the dungeon. And these are the kinds of things that the necromancer is disturbing. Ah. Like he'll go for anything; he'll find anybody down there and and use them. But I mean, he wasn't differentiating either okay that's interesting
3: patty i don't really know that much about necromancy except that like it's bad and like it shouldn't exist so like i don't really need to know much more about it but like do you know anything about it like any idea what he might be up to like i'm kind of concerned that like he would be picking up like specifically bodies from that dungeon area
7: I don't know, man. It's all really gross to me. The idea of Definitely. bodies, yeah. dead bodies, doing stuff and walking around yeah. and chunks falling <laughs> off of them. I don't even know.
3: It's
5: totally perverted. The whole thing yeah, is know, really right?
7: nasty, though. <laughs>
5: <laughs> the veterans that you talk to who have kind of made their home in Arrow Peak uh, after the war, they mark on your maps like all of like the actual like historical cemeteries that are down in the dungeon. If you ever want to go, they'll give you tours and things like that.
4: I love a cemetery tour.
5: You can even say that you do go <laughs> on one with them and you see some of these things. You see all the, not just Gavelin, but other of the good gods as well. There's Idon, the Salinas, like a, a lot of different gods have different things there for the deceased soldiers.
3: You know, this then begs the question, like, it's like, you know, I'm like, I'm not expecting you to know this, but like, sorry, you're not the only like person I've talked to about this, but like, whenever I would ask about this necromancer guy, like, everyone knew about him so like if people knew there's this necromancer like creeping around on bodies and stuff like that like why isn't anybody tried to stop him like why aren't there like guards down here or anything like that
5: He tells you it's few and far between that anybody is brazen enough to come after these cemeteries because they are protected by the guild and the guild does a decent job they maintain them. They let the veterans come and do ceremonial things and all come together at different times. Mm-hmm. Like, there there is a sense of respect. He's like, you know, it takes somebody who's truly stupid to, like, come down here and try to do this. I mean, that's
3: what I'm saying.
5: Like, I'm pretty mad. <laughs> if you ask me, hitting up this cemetery in particular is dumb. There's so many places you could just get a body.
3: Yeah, that's why, like, I suspected, like, it would be a slight or something, man. I thank the old timer for his time. I guess we proceed back to the crew.
5: As you guys wrap up everything in Arrow Peak, you guys were all given train tickets at the beginning of this for your travel there and back. So yeah. you get to rest on the train for about two hours as you make your way back to Fort Advent.
0: Can I leave my contact information at the magic shops? Absolutely. In case the necromancer comes back. Yes, for sure. And basically say, think we got off on the wrong foot. Let me know if you want your stuff back. (laughs) Zelf at the, you know, Shadow End, et cetera, et cetera. And whatever two or three, you know, magic crystal and wand stores he's at. You should leave little snippets of his poetry.
2: Uh. <laughs> How taunting! Yeah, place a wanted in the Arrow Peak Digest.
0: <laughs> I don't know if he reads the personals. That was the first thing I thought of.
6: Do you
2: also walk in the rain wearing a mask?
5: With actual war looming on the horizon, the mood around the fort it's changed a lot for the serious. Even Taft, who's normally overly cheerful, he seems really muted in comparison. At the start of the week, you guys noticed that Archmage Venturi, General Windstar, and mistmourn they never returned after Arrowpeak. And word around the fort is that they were asked specifically by the Queen of Berwyn to come back with her to the capital. Prior to everything that's happening in New Haven.
2: Astra's disappointed Miss Morn isn't going to be around anymore.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Just briefly, when you guys go to New Haven, they'll be there already. So basically, they're just going there in advance of everyone else. (laughs) Taft is kind of put into a leadership position with like the vacuum of more important people than him being gone. In the coming days, Shadowwind will be temporarily relocating to Fort Frawley. It's just a more strategic placement, right next to the Ritt Bridge. That's the bridge that they built that crosses the sea and connects Berwyn and New Haven by train. That's not even, like, the strangest vibe shift that you guys experience. Bavel is sober.
4: <laughs> Say what? And he's,
5: like, Seriously? participating. He's showing up, he's training people. You've heard that other people who have tried to train with him in the past, he either ghosts them or he just falls asleep midway. But he's actually, like, being a real commander. Terrible news. <laughs> <laughs> At one point on one day... The four of you are actually approached by Flask Forge. You see, he was waiting under a tree for you guys to show up. You don't know how long he's been there, but he's like writing in his journal. But as soon as he sees you, he like jumps up and, and approaches you guys. He's like, hey, hey squad, wh- wh- what's going on with you guys?
2: What's going on with you?
5: Yeah, Johnny definitely gives him the cold shoulder. <laughs> Fort Frawley, that was a Raskarian base originally. It's called it Fort Shatterfoot during the war, I think. You ever uh, stationed there, Johnny? would you care about that uh, sure i huh. i care about the squad here
2: yep the four members of the squad that you definitely chose to be here that's us right
3: because uh what was it we, we all know how to do again astra it was uh um, astra drinking a strong-arming astrolog. people Astro- into <laughs> doing stuff.
0: are
5: you trying to say pastrami oh,
0: astronomy, yeah
2: <laughs> that's right we're all in line with the stars
5: Well, I I just uh, wanted to give some important information uh, to my squad. Uh, I was resting my eyes uh, down in uh, Arrow Peak's shipyard, you know. I overheard some merchant boats uh, talking about Erosia, testing some new weapons out on the ocean. So, you know, uh, keep your eyes out for, for that, I guess. Yeah, so this weekend's no joke. We're talking about an actual war.
2: Are you excited? What's your energy right now? (laughs)
5: <laughs> I'm being supportive of my squad. I'm building you guys up. Uh, you got a big task ahead of you.
2: That's right, Then That's who we are. We're your squad. No questions there. All right. What's
5: the task you have for us since you're so attached to us? You know, if if something were to happen to me out there, I just have a favor to ask. I, I know I haven't earned it probably, but it's, uh, it's important. You guys are here because of me. So really, you know, you owe it to me. So if I don't come back <laughs> for any reason, just take this letter and my journal to uh, a woman named Giha. She's a fortune teller at the at the Aerosol Traveling Circus. Uh, she should be pulling into Waypoint about this time next week. And, and just to be clear, this is for her eyes only. So don't try any schemes. Scheming fucking bunch I got this time. Also, Ghee's uh, psychometric. You guys know what that means? No. She can read an object's history just by touching it. So don't go trying to secretly read it first. It's private and she'll see it the second she puts her hands on it. You guys got me?
2: Totally. All right, just hand that to me. I'll take care of that.
5: He, like, gives you a stern look as he hands it over to you, trying to, to be intimidating <laughs> and, and, like, authoritative. But he, he hands you his journal, and there's a letter tucked inside of it as well. Zelf, you recognize this journal as the one that's scrawled with, like, serial killer theories and shit. You saw it <laughs> the first night when you guys oh, yeah. went to this place.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. His pegboard that is a bunch of strings connecting a lot of conspiracy yes. theories. Yeah.
5: <laughs> so, like, what
0: are we going to be doing?
3: You say we have a big task in front of us. You're, like obviously worried it's
5: a war but what are we going to be doing on this bridge are we holding it the bridge is just a hurdle that we have to cross to get in there obviously it's going to be well guarded by the erosions as it's the most direct way into the city we want to avoid conflict as much as possible Berwin wants to start a war we want to end it so don't don't get mixed up the squads are all going to be dispatched in the New Haven at different times because everybody's going to have a different objective based on their skill set. So, Bantaro squad. Uh so squad, they're sneaky motherfuckers, so they're going to go in early. They're going to set up kind of an intel network. So, if you guys ever need anything, you can find one of them. They'll be able to give you some information, hopefully, about the city, who's around, who, who you can talk to for certain things. Clove squad, Ergon squad, they're going to go in next. They're going to try to set up a makeshift hospital in the city center, help any of the wounded that get injured by the erosions by Berwyn, whoever. The rest of the squad, the other half, we need you guys to hit the erosions where it hurts. Kind of push them out of the civilian areas and try to locate the gnome council that's there. So the gnome council has scattered. We want to find them, see if there's some sort of peaceful way that we can end all this. But it is dangerous. Like, we don't want to start a war, but also the erosions aren't just going to let you walk around.
2: Astra's been writing down notes about all of this. And at the very bottom, she just writes, don't start a war.
3: <laughs> all
4: Patty can think about is how bad she wants to read that journal.
2: Oh God, yeah. Oh, the moment.
3: They've already invaded New Haven. What are you trying to salvage here? If we go in half cocked, the gnomes that live
5: there in peace,
3: oh, they're all just—we're all just going to get captured.
5: We were hoping that we would be able to get in before Berwin. That there wouldn't actually be an opposing army. It would just be us but it's too late to avoid that. The best we can do is let Berwyn and Erosia butt heads uh, and try to end it as quickly as possible and make sure uh, as few people as we can get hurt.
2: What are we supposed to do with the Gnome Council once we find them?
5: We want to work together with the Gnome Council, work with Erosia. We think that maybe there is some more peaceful conversation that hasn't been had. No one truly understands why they even invaded New Haven. New Haven did nothing to nobody. Why attack them of all people? Why occupy this city? So if we can figure out what they want, maybe we can work something out.
2: Yeah, that seems really reasonable. I'm certain we'll be good at all that talking stuff. No worries. <laughs> Astra's panicking.
3: <laughs> what are you going to be doing? You let me worry about that.
4: Vague, thank you. <laughs> <How> mysterious. <laughs> wow.
5: He's so hard boiled. You just <laughs> talk to Taft. He'll he'll work with you. Great leadership.
2: Well I need to sleep because I've taken a lot of dexterity damage, so <laughs> uh, when do we leave?
5: <laughs> in a couple days. So you guys are going to leave on uh, Thursday, or, or four day, my apologies.
2: <laughs> Thursday? What the fuck's that? <laughs> four day in the
5: morning. Yeah, kind of so mind. you guys know on two day, that's when the rogues uh, and the bards will leave. Okay. And on three day, that's when the druids and the, the alchemists, the crafters, will leave. Um and then the rest of you, Cassian squad, Glorhand squad, Taft Squad, will go on four day. Excellent.
0: Before Bovel leaves, can I make a sense motive check? I wanna try to glean something from his heel of face turn while he talks to the squad. Uh, and with my inspiration that is a seventeen.
5: Paul, the the energy that you're getting from Bovel
0: is <laughs> he's <laughs> mm-hmm.
5: scared. He seems to be legitimately <laughs> scared of what's happening. Interesting and he's trying to be tough and he's trying to play it off but he he's also just seems extremely hungover. <laughs> as well. Yes.
2: I mean he probably hasn't been sober long enough to be hungover in a while. So <laughs> good for him.
5: Oh, yeah, no kidding.
2: Well, shit. All right. Astra just wants to go to bed because it does take a long time to restore attribute damage.
5: So everybody can heal. Johnny, you can make a heal check that can double Astra's healing.
2: That would be cool of you.
5: (laughs) The DC is 15. Oh, right. I got an
3: 18 on my heel check to help restore circulation to your paralyzed <laughs> limbs uh, uh, through massage.
2: I brought some of that mud bag.
3: <laughs> uh, what?
2: I brought some of that healing mud bag. Yeah, slap it on me.
5: <laughs>
3: uh, I guess you want. Yeah, okay.
5: With long-term care through Johnny, if you want to spend all of two-day in recovery, you can get four ability points. And Johnny will Great. tend to you. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could you just massage me for two days straight? Like,
6: like...
2: It's my dream. Yeah, yeah it's going to be a lot of that <laughs> two-day soaking massage. in mud. It's going to be wrapping herself in a quilt and just kind of like wandering around.
3: Astra, there's a problem. There's no more of that cave mud. <laughs> ah, shit. Do you need me to go back? I'm
2: supposed to sell some of that. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. We'll just use, I don't know, oil. What do you normally use? See if Zelf has any really nice cooking oil and we use that. Like a garlic infused.
6: Truffle, olive oil.
2: (laughs) Aromatherapy. I love it. I'll
0: bring Zelf over to consult with him. Oh yeah, Zelf will slice some cucumber. We can get a spa going
5: some point, do you want to plan, like, when you're going to have the dinner or what the details are with her? I was
2: hoping to avoid her. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> avoid her I want to spy on her.
0: Zelf yeah. wants to write out invitations <laughs> for a dinner event on three day. Okay, because who knows who's coming back?
6: <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> is that what the
5: invitation? Is says? that is
0: that the tagline for
6: the dinner <laughs> invitation? <laughs> it's
3: implied.
5: Oh boy. Okay.
3: <laughs> when I'm not tending to Astra, I'm gonna see if Glorhand is, I think, a name
0: that I've heard. We met her. She came over to our squad. She was like, good job, guys, but not as good as us. (laughs) Right. I kind of wanted to ask her,
3: you know, no reason, but could you tell me about your brother?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Subtlety is not Johnny's strong suit. Astra senses this is happening and
5: shudders. (laughs) So you just want to blindside her with this? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: hey, I know we've never really talked before or anything, but could you tell me about your brother?
4: <sighs> <laughs> um, oh, sweet dum-dum Johnny.
5: Do you want to make, a? I guess, a diplomacy check? Is that what yeah. you're trying to be? Diplomatic? Yeah. yeah,
3: I'm trying to be Roll charming, I think. Oh, it's working. <laughs> <laughs> if it's during the day, a 23... On my diplomacy check to disarm Glorhend Pharrell of her social defenses regarding her brother by blindsiding her. Okay. Where do you approach her?
5: <laughs> do you get her alone or do you do this in front of her friends? <laughs>
0: it's gotta be the breakfast
5: affair, eh?
3: Yeah, I was imagining I would catch up to her in the breakfast line. Okay. <laughs>
5: Yeah. All right. Are you delivering the
3: invitation, or is there just Oh, that's no perfect. Other- yeah, I can totally deliver the invitation, and if Patty wants, she can come along with me to spy on her.
4: I want to spy on, <laughs> on Glorahan, like when she's not in public. I want to like peek through the vents into her room. <laughs> we're, we're going down that
3: road. I don't trust this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I will try and maybe like casually bump into her like in a hallway. <laughs> I'm not going to like ask her in front of her friends because I don't think that
0: she'll be very forthcoming with that. Because Johnny has tact.
2: <laughs> I guess the question is, does Johnny know what he's doing, putting her on the spot or not?
0: Mm, I don't
3: think he really has an understanding that the, that he would be putting her on the spot. So when he hands her the invitation, he's like, this seems like a good opportunity is any. I'll just totally ask her about her brother
0: right now. He lives his life so transparently. Why wouldn't everyone? exactly.
5: (laughs) Glorhan is fully caught off guard as she (laughs) accepts this invitation from you that says, who knows who's coming back as a barracks (laughs) with you guys. (laughs) This is supposed to be a reward for her, but it's just kind of fucking weird. (laughs) She's caught off guard, but you are charming. There is something charming about the way that you do this, an innocence to it, that... (laughs) She doesn't get offended, I guess. She's definitely okay. caught off guard. Nice. But she doesn't think that you're being hateful towards her or, or mean anything bad.
3: Yeah, like, I'm not trying to gossip girl smear her or anything <laughs> like that or spread, like, evil rumors about her brother practicing necromancy. <laughs>
5: uh,
3: but I do want to know about her brother who may or may not practice necromancy in the event that, you know, I need to knock him out.
5: Glorahan says, oh, I... I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Astra is from Fainlin as well. She probably heard about it. The expulsion, we tried to keep it quiet. Oh, but- did she go to school with him? <sighs> she oh. may have. I did go to school with the bleps. Maybe they were related to Astra. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know if the bleps are... Are they a large family? <laughs>
2: Genuinely forgot that we'd named my character's <laughs> last <left>, name.
4: <laughs> the Black family.
2: I'm <laughs> really being forced to confront some choices I made about my character before we were really in it.
3: <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't even know that Astra might even have any siblings. Or, like, even a family,
5: I guess. Speaking of your family. <laughs> <laughs> my brother Ansel, you know, he... He's troubled, I guess you could say. He he really is a good person at the end of the day. He's just made some bad choices. He's just had a tough life. I try to look out for him, but I can't always be there at every moment, you know?
3: I'm not saying, like, I have any, like, specific events that come to mind, but you might want to reach out to him uh, and see how he's doing. I don't know. I just get this sort of sense... That he's kind of digging up some stuff. <laughs> he's like trying really hard to be subtle. He's got some uh, bodies he's trying to bury. No, I messed that up. It's the most subtle he's ever been. Uh, listen, so I think I ran into your brother in the dungeon Uh, and, (laughs) and I think he might be getting into necromancy. There's been a lot of people talking about this kind of dude who's going around, he he talks like this, (laughs) and he he, kind of has this, like, cape. Is this him? Am I describing your brother?
5: Glorhan seems completely <laughs> overwhelmed. She kind of like leans against the wall Why? and of like slowly goes down to a sitting position. She's like, oh, I-, I was hoping that nobody else saw him down there. I didn't think that he was going to be there. He just surprised us when he showed up. Wait, he showed
3: up while you were
5: there? Yes, that's the reason why we did so well, is that he came early and was was trying to help me win. He's harmless. Really, he is. He's harmless. Johnny's
3: face immediately
5: goes like stone cold. (laughs) (laughs) This is like
6: cheating? (laughs) You were
3: cheating?
5: (laughs) I didn't ask him to do anything. He just did it. We had a good plan. We were going to do it, but he was already there when we got there. I hope that he didn't try to, to mess with you guys while you were down there.
3: He didn't bother me so much. He did get into a fight with a couple of my friends because your brother is raiding graves. So any help he might have given you, I just wanted to let you know that you're endangering the respect and honor of your ancestors. <laughs> so I want to let you know that I will be looking into this matter. Uh, although, congratulations on your win. Please accept this invitation because who knows who's coming back?
6: Hi.
4: <laughs> that was my favorite interaction of all time.
2: <laughs> Incredible.
5: Man. Astra, as you recover in bed, hanging out in the barracks over two days, how do you want to spend your time? Are you up to any mischief?
2: Oh, God, yeah. The only mischief I can think of is that I did take... Bovel's journal that he had written and the letters he had written that we were supposed to definitely, certainly not look at and only hold on to in case he dies. And Astra <laughs> really wants to get into those. Because, yeah, she's bored. She's held up. She's restoring her dexterity. And so she wants to steam open <laughs> the letters.
5: Excellent. And
2: whatever, undo whatever binding is on the journal and crack into that shit.
5: Cool. So the letter is pretty easy for you to slip into so it's a wax seal you definitely have the know-how and the skill to open this letter in a way to preserve the seal and put it back together you do find though that the letter is in a language that you are not familiar with Mm. uh, so you can't immediately read it you find that the journal has a lock on it it seems like an easy lock to pick it's not anything entirely complicated you feel like somebody of low-level rogue type could probably <laughs> get into it if they had the tools for it
2: great well i don't know if i have a lock pick i don't know if i'm so overtly a rogue i'm clearly emotionally a rogue
5: do you have disabled device
2: uh i don't have any ranks in it i don't think it's a one you can use without ranks lacking that for the moment i do have the spell comprehend languages cool so i am going to cast that on myself to read the letters See if there's anything juicy in there.
5: You find that it starts out with Bobble intensely apologizing to Giha for their last encounter a week earlier. He acknowledges that he was very drunk, that (laughs) he probably came on too intense and, and scared her in a way that he didn't mean to. But he just wants to reiterate that he was telling her the truth, that things are very dire and that even though what he was saying sounds insane, that it is definitely happening. And he says it's important that somebody that he trusts stays in Shadow End. And he asks her if he were to die, as he has many times previously, that she take over his position as commander I'm in am stead.
2: So the letter says, the letter says that <laughs> Bobble is saying that he has died a bunch. Oh. Yes. Okay, that's unusual. Yeah, that I interpreted no that
4: as uh, he had asked it many times, but it sounds like he has died
2: many times. <laughs> that's curious. Okay, like there are ways to die a lot in d <laughs> but they're not common. And the fact that we've got a necromancer who is going to be in a, a lot of trouble immediately makes that pretty suspicious. Maybe he's a robot.
6: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um. Okay, God. Do... Do we know anybody who would be able to pick a lock?
0: Uh, you know, I have one rank in it and seemingly a total of plus seven.
2: Oh, great. And unexpected <laughs> of all the characters. <laughs> I thought we'd have that. Zelf was not high on the list. So I assume at some point you bring me like some porridge because I'm sick or like some tea.
0: Are, are you sick?
2: <laughs> I'm so sick. I took so much dexterity. T- Z- Zelf! Oh, okay,
6: yeah, that's right. That's right.
2: Zelf! I just need some toast. I
0: I assume Zelf cooks the party's meals just to keep in practice. So yeah, he's in there at some point. (laughs) A
2: little dry toast with a little butter, please. I'm so sick, Zelf. And uh, hey, when you come in here, could you bring your pick lock device? Those might just be your fingers. (laughs) I don't know how equipped you are. <laughs>
0: Probably I improvise with some cutlery.
2: <laughs> Great. You have one fork. It's like the odd fork out in your fork <laughs> set.
0: It's the oyster because fork. Because he
3: learned how to open like complex fantasy oysters, he naturally has a subset of disabled device. <laughs>
2: Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is an oyster if not...
5: Nature's lock.
2: <laughs> yep. That checks
5: out. <laughs> I feel strongly that at some point, the chairman just put you in like handcuffs and left you somewhere and was like bring me dinner in two hours yeah so
0: this this is gonna come up you know later but what i envisioned for Zelf's apprenticeship is that there was an elimination style competition with like a couple dozen potential cooks that went into increasingly dangerous situations as the chairman became increasingly unhinged uh and Zelf just survived long enough to develop
6: great cooking skills
2: I mean, part of me is like, that's crazy. But the other ha- part of me has seen <laughs> Cutthroat Kitchen.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Excellent. Well, at some point, hopefully you- you'll you serve Astra some tea and crumpets and lockpicking. Yeah,
0: probably. Probably he sends Manny in with some toast.
2: Manny! <laughs> Manny, go get your boss or your master or whatever you call him. Go get your dad's elf. I need to unlock a journal. <laughs>
5: I feel like Manny is most afraid of Astro. <laughs> that just feels right.
2: Yeah, and I think he's the
0: least afraid of Patty.
2: Oh wow! It, it should probably
0: be opposite.
2: <laughs> Patty has a lot more power. Patty was so nice to him when they first met. Oh, that's true. So, Zelf, are you gonna are you gonna unlock this fucking journal? Like an oyster.
0: I'm I'm rolling while while you guys were talking. I was rolling. Total is a uh, twenty four. Great.
2: Brilliant.
5: Well, pretty good yeah so that definitely does the job inside of this journal the beginnings of it are pretty normal pretty boring to (laughs) be honest it's just a lot of uh scientific type of notes and drawings of the planets star maps things that you may expect to find in uh, an astronomer's notebook as it continues you find he begins to write notes on a very specific finding that has drawn his attention So he is tracking an asteroid belt that kind of has shown up out of nowhere, and it's huge. Like, it's not something that should just appear one day. It seems to be orbiting around the nearest planet to Erisal, and he's interested in it not only because it just suddenly appeared for no reason, but it doesn't seem to be affected by the gravity of Erisal at all. And so it, it intrigues him, and so he reaches out immediately to other astronomers that he knows, but he finds that a lot of them in Berwyn and Rescaris have gone missing, or he can't find them, he's not getting responses from them. Mm. So this is like the first of Idios, of this month. And so he does have his responsibilities starting soon at, at Shadow End. What's interesting is that as he returns to Fort Advent, Shadow End, he details events very differently than you remember. For one thing, he shows up, <laughs> um, and he's very excited to meet his squad, which is four people that are not four of you. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. As this journal continues, you find that Bavel is kind of living a life parallel to what is going on with you guys, but very different, so... He takes his squad to the Aero Peak competition and he details like their successes and their failures. And then he leads them into New Haven as well. Things that haven't happened yet. And he is talking about all this stuff that he can't possibly know. Astra, as you flip through the journal, one thing that you notice is that it seems to be repeating itself. Like sometime around the end of... The Invasion of New Haven, sometimes even during the Invasion of New Haven, the journal entries stop, and then they restart again on the first of Idios. The other thing that you notice just from cursory glance through this journal without reading the whole thing is that towards the end of it, Bovel seems to sort of start giving up. And so <laughs> the, the <laughs> entries stop being like detailed accounts of his time and just lists of new squads that he's trying. So just the names of four people he's just (laughs) throwing out there uh, to see if things are any different. And then he'll write next to it maybe like, died, (laughs) crushed, you know, something like that. He's like,
2: Is the last (laughs) entry a list of our names? No, Justin.
5: It is indeed.
2: (laughs) I hope it doesn't indicate crushed.
6: (laughs) I. It's probably blank so far. He hasn't
3: tried us yet. We're a new combination.
2: Oh, Uh, um, um, uh, this is great. uh,
0: (laughs) This is awesome.
2: (laughs) um it's so much both Astra and Jenna are panicking how if you had to to guess how many entries are there if you had to give me a guesstimate
5: I would say there's 20 detailed loops where he's Mm. really trying and then there's probably a good 60 just (laughs) lists oh no
2: holy shit
0: okay so roughly from where it starts to when it ends how much time is that like weeks or months
5: um, so normally he makes it about 2 months at best. <laughs> <laughs> so this so, is years. so about 10 years have passed for him. Yeah, I'd be drinking yeah. too. Fuck. Oh shit. The one thing that's clear is that Bobble himself does not have any memory of the events other than what he's writing to himself in the journal. Okay. He's able to track how the asteroid belt is moving and the asteroid belt and the journal seem to be the only things that are not affected by this. So the asteroid belt <laughs> will continue to move normally even oh, as things Lord kind of mercy. reset the normal rotation to get all the way around the planet is like two years so he's able to to track you know at the start of of each of his loops a year <laughs> has passed even though it's just the same day again one thing that you should know that you do get a general idea of is that glory dies every time she dies every time at the invasion of Mongon. You know, it's pretty much a guarantee. I don't know why I laugh. <laughs> Paul
4: also hates Glorahan. Just when She's we thought fine. our interactions with Glorahan could not be more uncomfortable. <laughs> we now have this.
2: Thank you for listening to Burnt Cookbook Party. As a reminder, our Twitter is BCB Party, uh, which I mentioned because we're dropping little character sheets, not full character sheets, but uh, abbreviated character sheets for each character. We had some people asking about what our whole deal were, was. So we made little character sheets and you can find them on Twitter at BCB Party. We also have an email address, which I mentioned because I've never mentioned it before. It's bcbparty at gmail.com. So if you, you have questions or thoughts or you just want to tell us that you're enjoying what we're doing so far, you can do so at bcbparty at gmail.com. As per usual, this is my standard request that you please tell somebody about this podcast. We have no advertising budget the advertising budget is me tweeting about it so if you like the show and you want it to keep going um just you know let somebody know about it post about it online when somebody's like hey if i like the do podcast what should i listen to you could tell them about us burn cookbook party which is Andrew Hansen as Johnny Brightchild, Caitlin Stadahar as Patty Hertz, Paul Lukemeyer as Zelf, me, Jenna Stieber, as Astra Blep, and Justin Green as DM and World Builder. Executive produced by Jenna Stieber, this episode edited by Jenna and Justin.
0: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.